everybody. Welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomville. And joining us, as always, is the sports outsider, Phil Renta. Hello, gentlemen. How are you this fine week? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. Good. I'm as well. am I. Yeah. <laughs> no news. Nope. None? Well, other than sports news. I don't know. I don't follow sports. Oh, That's the know. setup to the podcast. Phil. I don't follow sports. You guys do. All comedians. Well, that's sure hand. gonna make this sports cast extra zany. Yeah. Well, tell you what, I'm excited about what. Uh, as a huge baseball player and someone from the great state of Michigan, a huge baseball fan. Oh, I, mean, I said you, I said player. You said player. that was a Freudian slip. No, that, that's that's, that's, not, that's because the player we're having on is the player I wanted to be, Joel. Derek Jeter. Ah, oh, Jeter. Really? Number two. Well, he's he's a shortstop. Except for the Yankees. Yeah, I know. I that's true. <laughs> that's true. But he did get to but play yeah, from did, Michigan. Banged half the women in America. He he went to a Michigan-Ohio State game and was like on campus. And one of the girls I worked at the bar with, like her roommate and this other girl had been in a threesome with Derek Jeter. And I was just like, whoa. He pops into town for like two days. <laughs> and Derek look what Jeter. happened. Also, yeah, good, looking that. good looking guy, too. NFL Draft. Recap. Beat. Down. Brought to you by Hockey Sticks. Hey, everybody, get a hockey stick. Even if you don't play hockey, get a hockey stick. You can use it for a pass of the potato wedges, potato wedges, potato wedges. Huh. We may not have paired sponsors <laughs> to piece as well there as we could have. Why? I think that was pretty good. No, I mean, it's a great drop. I'm just saying yeah. that, that having the NFL draft sponsored right. by hockey sticks might not be. I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, uh, yeah, let's move on. Well, I'll tell you, gentlemen, two Tennessee Titans were not amused with the man's amateur NFL prognosticating Ooh. on draft night. Oh, Dante R. Satterfield of Nashville has alleged that Titans receiver Tajay Sharp beat him while, Tajay, uh, while Titans offensive lineman Sebastian Tritola watched and kept an eye out. Yikes. The lawsuit indicates that all three men were at a bar in Nashville during the first night of the draft and were discussing the draft's prospects at the bar. Ooh. Wow. A disagreement with the NFL draft resulted in... I mean, I could believe that between fans. I wouldn't think that the players would care that yeah, much. Yeah, that's weird. Well, here's why. Here's what happened. Cause they're, so, they're, so they're all sitting at the bar, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dante, R. Satterfield, and two NFL players. And the Titans selected wide receiver Corey Davis in the first round. And that caused some uh, concerning consternation for Sharp, oh, who is uh, and uh, who is a wide receiver. And is Satterf- he not one of the better wide receivers on the Titans? Hold, hold the hold the sarcasm, <laughs> Joel. Okay, so Satterfield suggested he could lose playing time as a result. Ooh! According to the lawsuit, the players then asked Satterfield to step outside, and then Sharp began punching him as Tritola stood guard. Yeah. I mean, how about that? As illegal as this is, I got to say to Mr. Satterfield, boy, buddy, <laughs> there's, at a certain point, you know, I mean, you never want to blame the victim, but in right, this case, yeah. I do think there's a lot of ways that you could have avoided this situation. If you find yourself watching the NFL draft with a couple of NFL players, sure, yeah. maybe walk on eggshells a bit in terms of jokes about their job security. Right. Yeah. They might know people or they might care. No, they are just bigger than you in every imaginable way. There's also that. Yeah. Very large football players. I don't know if you knew this, Phil, but oh. very large and very muscly. You have to be to take all them bumps. Yep. And it's one of those things. So he, he got he got beat up really good. Yeah. And this is just another one of those times where you say, 
why why Dante R. Satterfield? Why not Mel Kuyper Jr.? Yes, exactly. You guys ever read about a school bus going off a cliff or like, I don't know, like an IED exploding in Afghanistan and you think, why them? Why yeah. not Mel Kuyper Jr.? According to the lawsuit, a passerby called 911 and Satterfield was taken to a local hospital where he remained unconscious for 12 hours. Oof. He suffered broken bones in his yeah. face. Oof. A concussion. Gosh. Also in his face. Head. Uh... This is a face concussion. Okay. Yeah. Face uh, concussion. Emotional distress. Oh, wait. Um, I'm skipping ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Hearing loss. That's a physical yep. thing. Ooh. And other issues. Seeking half a million dollars. His uh, attorney said this is a brutal lawsuit. Or this uh, through this brutal assault, defendants caused Plankton to suffer physical trauma, emotional distress, humiliation, and further caused him to incur expenses in the form of time and money to treat his physical, mental, and emotional injuries. Ugh. What? Well, he got the injuries, and then he had to pay for them. That's, so, that's how lawsuits work. That yeah. sums it up. I guess. <laughs> uh, however, uh, Sharp's attorney, Blaine Roche, dismissed the allegations. To a local TV station, he said, The claims are ridiculous. There's no way Tajay loses any playing time. Hey! He then called it a classic shakedown attempt. It doesn't sound like a classic uh, shakedown attempt. No, no. A classic shakedown attempt is you're in the parking lot. And you slam on your brakes because you see Tazay Sharp in a Porsche behind you. And you yeah, think, oh, right. I'm going to get some money out of this you guy. You don't you know. even necessarily just... know he's a football player. But you yeah. see the Porsche and you go for it. Oh, his trunk is probably right full of uh, people he's going to ransom later. You, I'm going to make you, some money off of him. You buy a bunch of drinks on his tab, you know. Seems like this is more of a post-punk shakedown. Or yeah. you can just yeah. buy a bunch of tab on his tab. <laughs> can you put tab on a tab? <laughs> you should. I think so. Yeah. If 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 they have tab, my tab tab. Uh, Tritola's representatives had no comment. He was just a lookout man. Titans indicated they were aware of the lawsuit, but over offered no further comment. Mm-hmm. Though an anonymous front office source bemoaned Tajay not displaying that kind of aggression on Sundays. Ooh. Hey. Gotta say, Tajay, maybe not the best idea to get into a violent off-field incident when your replacement was drafted mo- mere moments earlier. Yeah, but I do love uh, Tajay's portrayal of Cookie on Empire. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Geopolitics and sports don't mix. Let's mix them. <laughs> I love that drop. That is that is one of my favorites, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the FIFA Board of Governors met recently to discuss the location of the 2026 World Cup and to get away from their pesky families so they could have uh, sex yeah. with prostitutes. I thought that was going to be at Brad's house this year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's oh, no, see Balin. No, no, no. Brace folks don't want it there. Oh, man. Let's see yeah, if we can He's top- back in the garage. Oh, dude. Let's see if we can top Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's looking like it's looking like this this was basically talk about the location and moving up the deadline. It's probably going to be North America. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. crap. Yeah, well, it's 2026. You have time to prepare for it. Don't worry, Joel. No hurry. <laughs> yeah. Like move out of North America? Uh, yeah. <laughs> At the meeting, the governors decided to, uh, to move up their decision on the 2026 World Cup location to 2018 and to amend, amend the types of bribe each member can receive to include heroin-addicted Eastern European sex slaves. Uh, Perfect! Yeah, yeah. A move the Eastern European governors approved 9-1. to one. Yeah. They, La- they would know. Latvia, lone holdout. <laughs> really? Latvia. Good for them. Uh, but with even, uh, even with all the progress like this... There are some issues that uh, even the problem fixers of FIFA can't solve with cash-stuffed envelopes and underage sex. Things got a little emotional and perhaps tense when a proposal from the Palestinian Football Association, that's the soccer-playing branch of the PLO, Ah. (laughs) asked FIFA to sanction the Israeli Federation and require Israeli club teams 
uh, r- remove uh, fr- themselves from the settlements in the West Bank. <laughs> Yikes. Right? Yikes. Was talk, I, was, talk about a great example of everybody sitting down like, we're getting through this. It seems like everyone's having a fine time. As long as somebody doesn't bring up the elephant in the room. <laughs> I want to bring up something awkward. <laughs> when this happened, a bunch of rich guys kind of looked around and clenched their teeth and went, oh, I don't need this. <laughs> I just needed this weekend to get away from my pesky family and have sex with prostitutes. Right? Oh, uh, the Palestine uh, Football Association has argued that the six teams are on Palestinian territory and thus in violation of FIFA rules, prohibiting one's country's teams from being based across borders. Ooh, that's one way to go about trying to end solid. the West Bank occupation. That's an end around. I mean, interesting. It, it won't do that, but it's at least a good <laughs> fu to the settlement. Oh, don't worry. The Israeli uh, Football Association had a pretty sound, uh, pretty sound way to reject this claim. FIFA's rules don't apply because there's no permanently defined border. Oh, what a bunch of dickbags. So there. Gotcha. (laughs) So does FIFA then have to make a ruling on this? Oh, no. We'll get there. So first of all. Whose territory is this? FIFA? (laughs) It's FIFA's territory. I'm imagining like Fred with the gavel is so excited. His chance to finally run a meeting. He's like, well, this is going really well. What's next in the... (laughs) Oh, oh no! I'm running. Uh, Jab- Borders are fluid. Oh no! <laughs> Jabril uh, Rajub, the Palestinian uh, Football Association president, spoke at length on the issue, calling the decision to be made. FIFA has delayed the decision on the issue for years. Apparently, he's brought this up a lot. Wonder saying, why they did that? We want to stop all football and football-related activity run by the Israeli Federation in Palestinians internally, internationally recognized territories. Boom. So you got the occupation, new Israeli settlements being built, inadequate access to indoor plumbing and electricity, feeling like second-class citizens, and now they're putting soccer teams here! <laughs> they're using our soccer fields! Drawing the line! Finally, a bridge too far. <laughs> this is a real morale killer for right? <laughs> Palestine. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's, it, Israel's really rubbing it in their face here. Yeah. And we're going to put our soccer teams there. Oh, also, hey, it, it sounds like Palestine's got a pretty solid argument. Rules are rules. <laughs> Joel, I wouldn't pick a side. <laughs> I'm not picking a side in the conflict. It sounded of the like you just whoa, did. Whoa, whoa, I'm picking a side in the soccer portion of the conflict. Uh, I don't think, though. I think we can all agree that this is not the way that Israel's going to win hearts and minds in a place where people enjoy and pay money to watch soccer. Right. <laughs> this is not True. the way to do it. Uh, Israel uh, Football Association's president, Ofer Anin, Encountered, uh, countered. His, his name's Ofer. Ofer, unless it's Ofer. Ofer Anin, Inin, countered by asking, they think of the children. Quote: What are you trying to do here? Stop six teams of children from playing football? How will this resolve the Palestinian problems? Well, I imagine the Palestinians responded with something like, "Wow, more than six teams of children were stopped playing football when you killed them." <laughs> Yikes! Whoa. I thought I thought it was a sick. I thought it's a pretty sick burn yeah. because they know soccer is dumb and thus cannot solve any problems <laughs> right, anywhere, yeah. Yeah. especially Palestine's problems. Right, you can't do shit. Uh, however, they've kicked the can down the road on this one, as we said. A vote. Uh, uh, well, because they're not allowed to pick the can up with their hands and throw it down the road. It must be kicked in this situation. Right. <laughs> it, is, it is true. But so they've delayed this vote a bunch of times. And now they've said a vote passed to have a smaller FIFA council take up the issue at a later date instead of a full Congress mm. looking into it now. Because, you know, 
blast radiuses. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and really, most of the guys were here to get away from their pesky families so they could have sex with prostitutes. Exactly. Right. It seems like nobody gets that. Let's keep our eyes on the prize, people. <laughs> There's hookers that need hooked. Joining us now on the podcast, number two, the captain, Derek G. Hey, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank hey, you for having me. You, All great, right. Great it to have you. so great to have you. It's good to be here. Yes. How's retirement? Oh, retirement's treating me fantastic. You know, I'm pretty young to be a retired guy. I know. You know you're what, I'm... like 40, 41, something? Oh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am something like that. Man, it has been a wonderful retirement. Yeah. Oh, I've gotten lots of kudos Had everywhere your first I go. Kid? I'm Had my sure. first child. Well, first. Somewhere in there. <laughs> Somewhere in the range of first. Right. Now, first, it's going to be living with me. First Certainly. officially recognized, maybe? That's the one, yeah. By the law. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you uh, you wrote a love letter to the city of New York. Recently, I did, yes. This is ahead of the retiring number two at Yankee Stadium. This oh, is what prompted yes, that's this. Right, this yeah. So you yeah. took out a full-page thing, and you wrote a love letter to New York. I last, did. Last single digit to be retired, I think. Yeah, and Tories has not been retired yet. He was six. Oh, okay. So, well, but but will be. So, yeah, they're pretty much on I, double it's digits. Still a right? pretty good record. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, pretty getting good, retired. Yeah. yeah, your number retired. That's Absolutely, such an yeah. honor. The so, Yankees Hall of Fame. And then, yeah, I wrote a love letter to New York. As you know, it was just a small town kid from Kalamazoo. Big yep. dreams, big city. God bless Kalamazoo. And I, uh, just like in all of my love letters, I made sure to tell New York City. How much I really appreciated our time together. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's How much awesome. I loved being inside of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then I apologized for giving it herpes. <laughs> and oh, then no, I said on. it was great and goodbye. Well, hold up, hold up. I, seems like you kind of slipped that Just one. like yeah. all of so my speak. love letters is the same way. Well, I mean, could you, could you maybe show us a little bit of this love letter to the city and how it might compare to other ones you've done? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to do it. So. The, the way that I, for example, uh, here, wait, here, let me pull out an old love letter. This okay. one was to a girl named Rochelle and her sister, whose name I didn't catch. <laughs> so it said, Rochelle, we had a wonderful time last night. Oh. As you'll see inside of the gift bag, I left you an autographed ball. It's very classy. It was such a pleasure being inside you for the entire <laughs> night. Make sure to tell your sister the same. And uh, you have herpes, and it's been a great time, so goodbye forever. I'm gonna be That's honest, my love letter. Derek, that was not, I think, even remotely romantic. I felt romantic to her, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, did you call it a love letter? I mean, I did. I wrote a love letter to Rochelle and her sister. I title all of them as if they're a book proposal. At what point do you feel like you were expressing love? Uh, I think the baseball was probably the one that... <laughs> I feel like that's maybe not the best example. Maybe read yeah. us another one. Okay. Well, this is my one to New York. Okay. So I said, I'm just a small town kid from Kalamazoo, and man, I went, I got all up inside you, and what a wonderful time I had. Okay. There's a lot of... I ejaculated a lot when I was inside of you. I feel like it was open for interpretation. And as part there. of that... You got herpes, but it's been a pleasure, so goodbye forever, do, New York City. Do you really think you managed to give herpes to the entire city of New York? A good amount of it, enough of it to apologize. <laughs> Certainly. How much How much of the, what percentage of the cases of herpes in New York do you think are directly attributable to you? You know, uh, last time the, uh, the CDC talked to me. <laughs> Wait, I'm uh, sorry. You have direct conversations with people at the CDC. Oh, yeah. They call me patient zero. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's pretty great. Except yeah, any yes. jokers that call you patient number two. Yeah, is it a seems number. like patient two uh, would make more sense. It would, except that they said no, patient zero is actually a well-known term in the <laughs> <Yeah>. disease community <laughs> for a particular uh, carrier of a strain of a disease. Yeah, of which I have many that are all mine. So baby. wait, you all this mine. is this you were the first one to have this herpes strain? Well, many herpes strains are all mine. That's how I can identify like, them just by looking at them. Herpesitis jeteris. That's how I know when I've been there before. <laughs> It's kind of like when you make a mark in the old oak tree. Wow, is it is it like carbon dating that you're like, wow, this this strain of herpes is? I can usually tell by its size and growth. Yeah. yeah, how long it's I been. I usually can. Yeah, but look, New York. It's not just about that. There's so much that I right. love about New York. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, with a lot of the women, it was just one night, or in some cases, one trip to the bathroom. But in the, in New York, I was there for a long time. It was a longer love letter. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. So I autographed like thirty balls. And gave it to New York. <laughs> With this love letter. With the love letter. Okay. They can hand it out to whoever they want. I, mean, I recommend to the people who I really wronged by giving them the herpes. The size of the population but, of New York City is like 10 million. 30 oh, balls yeah. is really, that's not going to go very far. I, that's all the balls I had. <laughs> I don't carry around 10 million balls. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel like if it's you not con- like Scrooge like McDuck's money bit, I don't go swimming in baseball. The Yankees, you could have gotten more balls. Not ten million. Not ten so million. Let's get no. serious. Yeah, <laughs> and you're a busy guy. You're buying the Marlins. Oh yeah, I'm buying the Marlins with Jeb Bush. I know. So I mean, what is this relocation to Miami? Like you said, you're a small town boy. You go to the big city. You become a star. You love that city as we just oh, went yeah. through. But now you're going to a whole new city here. You know what? I already pre-wrote my love letter to Miami. Ooh, really? Yeah. Can. Can we hear it? This yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe when the Marlins buy is official, because I believe it's not yeah. just a proposal, but when it's and official, this will run. Now, retired baseball player Derek Jeter, new father Derek right, Jeter, new husband father, yeah. Derek Jeter. You're yeah. a different right. man I've now. matured a lot. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I have. And that's why I started saying I was just a small town boy from Kalamazoo with big city dreams. And then I made it to the big city, and I gave it herpes. But then I grew up, and mm-hmm. I made it to the party city. I gave it anal warts. <laughs> Because I've matured. Hold, hold up, Derek. Your your version of ma- gave it, maturation I've is matured. I moved. I've moved past giving around You're coming around in herpes. the back door now. That's that's. I, I, well, yeah, I don't want to cheat on my wife. I kind of want to just I get mean, this, make this correct. Well, first of all, that's that's admirable. Thank but, you. <laughs> but in terms of Miami, are you apologizing in advance, or are you saying, or is this like written like in the future? You will have given so. Many I people. will have given the whole city of Miami anal warts. I look. Have you seen the butts of the women in Miami? Uh, some, yeah, I went yeah. to Miami once. Yeah, tell me don't want to give that anal warts I, I don't actually i don't i don't have that but i don't want to give that that's not you don't something. have it no well la dee da i'm not no that was not I, i'm not i'm not boasting here uh uh mr cheater but you i don't did, even have one strain no 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 what did what did you do in middle school <laughs> not i mean well not not get anal warts yeah a lot of a science olympiad oh yeah. man your lives are boring very Com- boring compared lives. to yours probably yeah that's but- true I do. I really have to say, an apology issued before something happens always sort of rings hollow, and it rings even hollower when what we're talking about is. It's not necessarily just an apology. It's a love letter, Joel. You can't. You can't just wear condoms. Wait, wear what? I mean, protection, prophylax condoms. condoms. What are you talking about with protection? Like a, like rubber, a latex. A tro- I don't follow. A Trojan, or a, so you don't. Trojan? Uh, lifestyle, Trojan, or a- like the tro- Trojans. 
like the USC Trojans. You're, you're being, I, I assume you're being facetious because it's condoms. You you put them on, it prevents uh, STDs in pregnancy to an extent. People have been wearing condoms for centuries. I don't understand. The, what, I don't you're understand. You're not familiar with the concept of a condom. I'm not familiar. with a sheep's bladder. But That's disgusting. What are well, you talking we, about? We agree with that. Is that something to do with love letters? You, I don't understand the connection here. What are you talking just, about? I, I, oh, the spreading of the herpes. If you yeah. would have maybe oh, right. used this product, yeah, you wouldn't. You would not. I think that I think you're playfully acting like you don't know about. I'm having a hard time believing you actually don't know what a condom is, I Mr. Jeter. I still don't understand what you mean when you keep saying that word Did condom. You, when, back when you were like condominiums, like what poor people live in. Back when you were a small town boy in Kalamazoo, right. did you take sex ed at the local? No, school? I was sex ed. If you know what I mean. <laughs> That's that's terrifying. I was too busy playing baseball and getting laid. I don't have time for sexual education. I am I am sex. This is something you probably should have made time for. All right. Well, I will have to look up this word condom. Yeah. You know what? Maybe when you get to Miami, you can ask someone about them. Okay, I will. Is this yeah. one of those conversations I should have had with my parents a long time ago? Oh, probably. Yeah, dirty. Man, Kalamazoo is a dirty city. Am I right? <laughs> a filthy I don't, I don't city. Know about that, but. Thanks for coming on, Derek. Hey, we, I wrote a love letter for you, Joel. You want to hear it? I don't. I, I, I would. I would love to hear. It. Let's okay. stick around for this, please. Yep. I'm just. I was a small town boy in Kalamazoo. Okay. Here's an autographed baseball. Wait a second. Say thank you real quick, because that's an awesome gift. Yep. I mean, thank you. Uh, I really enjoyed the podcast we just spent together. Oh, okay. All you right. have herpes. Bye, guys. Wait, what? No, hey. <laughs> And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wild world of weird sports, Jeffrey Mayer. Ooh. Oh, we, have yeah. we never done this one? I don't think we have. Oh, this is exciting. It's news to me. All right. Jeffrey Jeff is a nickname. <laughs> Mayer. Born November 15th, 1983, uh, never forget, is an American baseball fan who received media attention for an incident He's in which he was involved. Take? I did not even realize that. He was involved as a 12-year-old at a baseball game. Oh, yeah. I remember this. I was watching this game as I was doing my homework. There we go. And you're like, oh, me someday, right? <laughs> nope. During... <laughs> During, you know, I still have time, Phil. Nah, not to be a 12-year-old baseball player. Mm. Nope. <laughs> Multiply that by three. Uh, during game one of the 1996 American League Championship Series between New York Yankees and Baltimore Orioles, Mayer deflected a base, uh, a batted ball hit by Derek Jeter. Oh, we into, know him. Yeah. We into, don't like him. He yeah. gave me herpes. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, into the Yankee Stadium stands... For what umpires ruled to be a home run rather than fan interference. His action altered the course of game one. As the <clears> resulting <throat> home run allowed the Yankees to tie the score. And they won the game and won the series four games to one. It was uh, appalling. It was pretty It was pretty it obvious was in the replay. Yeah. There weren't as def- clearly defined rules at the time That's about true. fan interference. That mm-hmm. then something like this happens and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We had right, right, we out. know how to deal with that. Yeah. But the fact that it was the Yankees... <clears throat> Makes it all. I I know an Orioles fan, and he's still like, if he ever met this kid, I'm pretty sure he'd punch him right in the face. But here's here's the thing, and I hope this is where this is going. When a fan interferes with play, he gets the justice he deserved. 
we have some uh, law and order. We have some punishment for this uh, this flagrant uh, display sure. of non-sportsmanship, I would say. So yeah. what happened to Jeffrey Mayer after this? Incident! <laughs> On October 9th, 1996, the Yankees trailed the Orioles 4-3 to in the bottom of the eighth inning when shortstop Derek Jeter hit a deep fly ball in the right field. Right fielder Tony Tarasco moved towards the fence and appeared to draw dead on the ball when 12-year-old Meyer clearly reached over the fence separating the stands and the field to play nine feet below and snatched the ball with the glove of his own. It was a good catch. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> For a 12-year-old, yeah. yeah. Eye on the ball, watch it in the glove. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while baseball fans are promoted to catch and keep balls in the stands, the Major League Baseball rule book states <laughs> that if a spectator reaches out of the stands or goes uh, on the playing field and touches a live ball, spectator interference is to be called, but right ump- uh, field umpire Rich Garcia immediately ruled to play a home run, tying the game 4-4. to He was uh, washing his glasses at the key moment. Oof. Uh, despite the protest of Tarasco and Orioles manager Davey Johnson, the later was empire, uh, was ejected in the ensuing argument. Wow. He, went, what are you talking he must about? have went nuts. If you get tossed in a playoff game, it's because you got pretty heated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would be a bad one. But uh, also, <laughs> he has a point. No, no, yeah. <laughs> A kid grabs a fly ball out and turns it into a game-tying home run in the late innings of a playoff game. Uh, You might blow your stack. Oh, sure. Uh, The Yankees uh, won the game in the 11th inning on Bernie Williams' walk-off home run. The Orioles maintained their protest of the Meyer play after the conclusion of the game, but their protest was denied by the American League president, Gene Budig. That's weird. How would it be denied? <laughs> because judgment calls can't be protested. Oh, because you can only protest a misinterpretation of the rules. Oh, But, like, right. judgment calls cannot. Like, you can't protest safer out. Yeah. After viewing the replay, Garcia admitted that there was spectator interference, though he maintained the ball was not catchable. <laughs> it, it's really odd to admit the one part of the mistake and maintain the other when any idiot who watched this video could tell that it was absolutely catchable and was about to be well, caught. Well, it's also the, the fan reaching over also affected the fielder's ability to perhaps jump and ca- like yeah. get in posi- the correct position to get Right. There. My memory is that it... it <laughs> you, you, could, you could see the clear trajectory and the fielder's glove being in sure. precisely the right place Children's to catch it. just knocked over a bottle. That's where all that commotion <laughs> was. Garcia's contention was that the ball was not catchable, uh, had been disputed. Had Garcia ruled it spectator interference, he would have used his own judgment to determine what was most likely outcome of the play would be, either an out or awarding Jeter a given number of bases. The Yankees wanted to win the series, you know that. Meanwhile, New York mayor became a minor celebrity. The New York Daily News allowed him to sit Behind the Yankee dugout later in the postseason. What a little prick. <laughs> the boy appeared on national talk shows. So that's good. Baseball career. Also, I want to add to this because I remember I read this at the time. He got season tickets to the Na- Yankees next year from the Yankees. So <laughs> autograph balls from like the team. Basically a veritable Wheel of Fortune, uh, Price is Right prize pack of Yankees stuff yeah. sure. given to him, including the season tickets. Then he'd have to pay taxes on that. <laughs> it wasn't a prize, though. It was a gift. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. Uh, no, uh, no. Don't worry. George Steinbrenner knows how to get around tax law, Phil. Yeah. Fair enough. Steiny. Uh, Mayer grew up in Old Tappan, New Jersey, and played baseball there at Northwest or Northern Valley Regional High School at Old Tappan. He then played college ball at Wesleyan University. 
where he was oh. first team all NESCAC selection. Let me say, I'm, I'm impressed by this because I remember looking at it at the time and thinking, well, that kid doesn't look particularly athletic. No, he looked yeah. kind of pudgy. Yeah, yeah. yeah but not... I think all this attention really has a way to light a fire under your butt. It's also, oh. I... If I wasn't so doughy, I could dick. be getting I some. To, I remember watching footage of him like leaving this restaurant and being like, uh, I have to go now. I'm going to the Yankees game. I was like saying to this all the reporters, and it was just like, God, you're already. That's all 12-year-olds. Yeah, that yeah, fair point. Or yeah. all Yankees fans, but the combination of the two. Sure, sure. Uh, he also played briefly for the Pittsfield Dukes in the New England Collegiate Baseball League in the summer of 2005. Their catchphrase being, get your Dukes up! The ha! In 2006, he became Wesleyan's uh, career hits leader and was featured on ESPN. Oh. It's a big deal. New York Times reported that Mayer hoped for a career in baseball. That spring, the Washington Post and MLB.com reported that, ironically, the Baltimore, Bo- Baltimore Orioles might draft him, though the team denied ever having interest in him. Mayer was also invited to try out for the New York Yankees. However, he was not selected by any team in the 2006 Major League Baseball draft. It would have been really great to see him like actually make the major leagues. Yeah. In his first game, he steps into the box against the Orioles and gets fucking plunged. Yeah, right in the <laughs> face with a ball and went, that was for years ago. I was a child. <laughs> like, no, no, no one in baseball now remembers. Nope, we're still getting him. And that brings it down to another wide world of a weird sports. Citizens of Podcast Town, thanks for tuning in. But this brings to the close another sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we'd like to give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast. At gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. Good job, Jordan. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sports, the number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports, number three podcast. And you can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash sports, the number three podcast. That's right. You did good. That's the first or, time ever. Or all of our back episodes at comedypodcastnetwork.com. Wow. You did great. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. I just went to the bathroom. Uh, I do have herpes. The thing is, Derek Jeter's herpes, they, they seem pretty flashy, but they're pretty substandards in terms of their defensive range. How does a herpes play defense? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it, it might just be like kind of like in terms of the Hall of Fame accumulators. Yeah. That's sort of what I'm going for. Lights off. <laughs> you have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.